3: Hello and welcome to the 9 or 9 podcast. It's Niall and Andrea here with your weekly dose of what's happening in new music. Um, Andrea, how are you?
2: I'm good. Good morning everybody. Good
3: morning. We're actually doing this on a Friday morning for the first time maybe ever. And I think uh, ever. So, it's uh, it's all a bit of a novelty. Usually we do our podcast uh, after the end of every day, uh, on Wednesday or on our Thursday and uh, it's we're usually not as sprightly as this. I would yeah. Say. But we'll I see that, how it I affects us. I think this us.
2: might be good. I think we we can use this as um as a sample to send into radio stations to give us an official morning show somewhere.
3: Yes, so we were just saying, uh, yeah, you're you're eating barn brack because you're uh, you cannot wait for Halloween. It seems
2: I'm eating barn brack. I'm drinking a coffee and I have my pumpkin candle beside me. It's late. so on
3: so on trend with 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 your brand actually, like it's. <laughs> Spooky girl autumn.
2: Extremely on brand this morning. <laughs> like I mean, I I went for a walk this morning and listened to the new Sufjan Stevens album. Like it's all it's all happening in land right now, and it's nice. It's good.
3: Well, funny um, you should mention Sufjan Stevens because that's the album we're going to be discussing shortly. <laughs> Um, The Ascension is the new album from Sufjan. A lot of albums out today as of Friday. We're talking uh, the likes of Pillow Queens, which we reviewed last week. Um, Sufjan, obviously, Public Enemy, Sylvan Esso, Action Bronson, Idols as well. Lots of things out to listen to. And we're going to be focusing on Sufjan today. Um, Also, what happened last night? um, The Mercury Music Prize uh, was announced. Did you see the winner? No, I didn't. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. actually
2: haven't. Will you just tell me everything that happened at the Mercury Prize Well, see, okay,
3: <laughs> here's the thing. Because it's 2020 and there's no um, public events, uh, it happened on the one show on BBC and that's how it was announced. It was very strange. Um, there was mm. no, like, any sort of gathering at all. It was like, here's... Here's um, somebody talking about butterflies and then here's the announcement with Annie Mac. It was like something actually RTE would do uh, with the Choice Music Prize where they like shove uh, the choice into some other show or some other radio show. Um, Mm. It was very strange to see kind of it relegated like that in in a way. Um, It's very unusual. I just found it very unusual to be like, oh, look, here's Annie Mac on the one show talking about to announce the winner. Um, Mm. So what what, what time
2: did this happen at? Uh,
3: 7 p.m. last night. Oh, Oh,
2: okay.
3: So, um, yeah, I don't know. The one show is like the lifestyle magazine kind of like uh, evening show on BBC. It's kind of. You know, if Alan Partridge was a real person, that's what he would be (laughs) um, presenting. Um, But it was very strange. Uh, The winner uh, ended up being uh, Michael Kiwanuka for his album Kiwanuka, which I think is... great news. Yeah, I think it's a good shout. It was, uh, as I was saying, I think it was kind of an album that passed me by last year um, because I just didn't get to it till then, really. Mm. But uh, I... Got a vinyl copy of it this year, and I've been listening to it a fair bit. I think it's really, really good, and um, it's a much deserved winner. I mean, <laughs> winning that winning over the likes of I mean, what was on the list was Julipa's album Julepa. could have been a good shout. Laura Marling was on it. Porridge Radio mm-hmm. and Sports Team, Kano and Meredith. Georgia Sig and another album I really, really love. Uh, Lanterns on the Lake, Moses Boyd, Charlie XCX, Stormzy, and then Michael Kiwanuka. So
2: I I, I would have put, put money on Stormzy.
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't think those big commercial albums have ever really seemed to win those kind of prizes. Oh, I suppose actually, really. yeah, that's true. We Just had to. As soon as we were recording in the morning, we just had to pause for a second there because I got some post. And uh, one unboxing,
2: is a, unboxing, unboxing, unboxing. <gasps> so we're going to open
3: it in the next few minutes because I have a feeling what it is. Okay. Um, so, so as I was saying, Michael Kiwanuka's album Kiwanuka was the uh, winner of the Mercury Music Prize. I think it very much deserved. It. I looked at the odds. There was odds. Um, just beforehand and he was odds-on favourite to win, so I think that's a fair shout.
2: That's good. Uh, Yeah, I might might go and listen to that album again. I haven't listened to it in months and months and I think I only gave it a couple of listens but I did really, really like it. So yeah, really glad he won. That's great. Yeah, and
3: um, I think it actually leads into um, the, <laughs> what just appeared at my door, possibly, and leads to my reason to be cheerful this week, mm-hmm. which is a brand new album from the band called Salt, which came out last Friday, a surprise release uh, called Untitled Rise. And um, <coughs> I think Michael Kimi was on, this is the fourth album they've done in two years, and the second one this year. They released one in May or June, and this is the second one. So I believe that... Um, the uh, what's currently in my hands is actually their <laughs> their album that they released in May. because um, I've been waiting for this all week. So, yes, yeah, so speaking what? of vinyl, I did get uh the Jaipal vinyl finally, it arrived.
2: And um, the yeah, Jasmine yeah. scent,
3: I don't know, like, I don't know if it's really there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll tell you what happened with me. Yeah, because there was a 15 month delay with this um Jaipal album. It was sent to the address of my old office from which I was made redundant last like almost a year ago. And I just I just didn't realize that I'd ordered it while I was there. So it got sent to that office and a friend of mine who still works there just sent me a photo and was like, did you order a record here? I was like, I did, yeah, yeah, 15 months ago, I did. <laughs> so I still don't have it. It's still, it's now oh, in his house. It? No, oh, it's right, okay. it's in his house now, and I'm going to have to wait until I see him to get it off him. It's just such well, a nightmare. Well,
3: I can tell you it was worth the wait to, for the, the smell of jasmine off the record, which is so faint as to be barely <laughs> be the present. But, so, but is,
2: is it there, though? I don't know. I feel like or they is just, it?
3: why didn't they just send the cardboard and just leave it at that? I don't know what they <laughs> Like it's not necessary. No. <laughs> Do you know what they should have done? And this is something that uh, there's an Irish producer called Moving Still, who released a uh, EP or a twelve inch uh, last year, and it was called with Oud. and Ood is like a kind of a, it's a, like a fragrance, and he he had a little vial of it with it, and I thought that, that would was make really perfect nice. sense. It yeah. was like a really nice thing. So it turns out it is the Salt album that arrived.
2: Yay! Um,
3: so this is they had Salt as an album that. Uh, well, untitled um, was released in uh, in June, and then on Friday last they released a the second one of the year, another actually brilliant album. And uh, they that album has been because it was a surprise, and I didn't know it was coming. It's been giving me a lot of joy this week. It's it's a bit more upbeat than this one, and um, very much like if you need if you want music of the time, but don't want to be maybe brought down by it Mm. I think the Salt album is a good shout because it's very much about Black Lives Matter and uh, uh, the black struggle uh, but also it's quite the new one especially is a bit more has a bit more disco vibes to it even though it's like they're trying to escape a bit and there's a bit of escapism Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's a brilliant album and so I'm glad to get this one that looks lovely that looks very
2: nice very colourful on the inside yeah lovely lovely album so there we go
0: Cause I needed you yesterday but it get you up around Don't need a hero anyway Although I really like your style Don't need a hero anyway Even though you changed my mind Cause I needed you yesterday but it get you were-
3: My salt album—that's my reason to be cheerful this week. What about and yourself? What, what,
2: timing? Um, what timing? My reason to be cheerful this week is that I—I um, just—I put up the Halloween decorations. <laughs> <I> d- <laughs> you did not. I, d- I did. I put them up on Wednesday. <laughs> I just I've I've had enough now. I've had enough of waiting. Um, <laughs> it's it, it this is early even for me. Um, it was the yeah the twenty third. I put them up, and the place looks great. I've got little skeletons. I've got little pumpkins, little ghosts. They're all up, and they're bringing me so much joy, especially in the evenings. And I light all the candles, um, and I'm starting to make my spooky October like film list of all the films I want to watch Um, the night that I put them up I watched Ghost it was just it was a great time and you know time is a funny thing especially this year so if you want to put up your Halloween decorations just put them up if you want to put up your Christmas decorations put them up (laughs) nothing matters nothing matters so just find joy where you can and I find joy in having brack and pumpkins and um, just nice things.
3: Speaking of finding joy, I think um, I've obviously been missing the club and going out a lot, so much so that last Friday when I was at home, I just, (laughs) I got some of my tube lights that I have that are like, you know, can respond to sound and I put them up and I just listened to tunes uh, all night. And You had a disco? I had a little like sit down private disco in my my living room, yeah. I love Um, that, that's great. It was just playing good tunes and uh, downloading some stuff that I wanted and uh, yeah listen I watched a couple of there's a John Talibot uh, boiler room that I love from uh, Viva festival just like amazing tunes and most of me I can't find the titles of or anything like that you can't just them nobody's found IDs for them it's just like you just don't know what they are there's like a song from Miami Vice on it that I'm just like I don't know what this is, but it's cool as fuck. Like, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. You're like, I don't know what this is. So it's a real proper, like, exploratory DJ site because you don't even know what the music is half the time. So, That's really cool. enjoying that. That was, that was a nice thing. I think it was really, like, felt because Tonight was supposed to be the night I was supposed to be DJing in Hang Dai before the restrictions were mm. brought in last week. So I was really feeling it last week when uh, the lockdown level three was announced um, for myself. I was just like, I just want to go and play some tunes somewhere that the music is loud. And uh, I think that's kind of like being my theme this week is just a lot of that kind of feeling. Um, we, we aren't going to be doing um a lumo live stream this month because i think we all just the three of us just need a break and also we all wanted to be in the same room um because yeah. lockdown we can't again and we're just like you know what we're gonna go into tengu maybe next month and do a private thing and just like do a live stream there uh just because even for ourselves we want to be in a club and i guess we i was kind of underestimating the time it takes to uh set up those kind of events so those live stream events like a whole afternoon set up in a green screen and stuff like that and then mm you know actually playing and then putting bringing it all down and you're just like i just want to play some tunes somewhere nice i you know, know so I know. that's what i'm currently thinking about a lot um but i i uh, have booked a couple of tickets for gigs upcoming as well and uh, has announced uh, three uh socially distant workman's club gigs to a console and an his, album and an album
2: to so excited to album. for that i can't um, wait so, for that
3: yeah so i bought a i bought a two tickets to that I'm going to CMAT which I bought ages ago mm. um and I think I have something else on the line somewhere um anyway just nice to see some sort of small gigs coming back hopefully we'll be able to go to the ball.
2: yeah have you thought about luck.
3: going to any of those events
2: no I'm I'm still because I live a good bit out of town I don't really like getting the bus um so I'm I'm sort of just waiting a little bit I would love to see CMAT um But it just it didn't work out at the time when when it was time to buy the tickets. I was still a bit nervous about going into the city centre. So I didn't. But it's okay, It's fine. I I hope people start doing a few live streams again um, because I was enjoying those. Um, I know that um, Denise Chyla and Sorka Richardson Merle and God knows are doing something in the National Concert Hall. Um, yeah, this Sunday. This Sunday. So I'll definitely check that out. I think it is ticketed. Um, So, but I mean, I, I that, that's the thing about those things. Like there's no, it's not going to sell out. I don't think because it's like, <laughs> no, it can't. you can just, everyone can watch it. So it's great. Yeah. So I'll, I'll probably watch that this weekend and um, maybe have myself a little disco um. Uh, while while watching that. Yeah, there's another thing on Saturday. There's a good few...
3: We, I started doing the live stream... Uh, uh, recommended events... Kind of uh, roundups again. Because mm. uh, there's a number this week. There's a Gotta Tell You... The Irish Pop in a Pandemic... with By our friend uh, Lou Brew... Who's bringing together... CMAT, Pure Grand, Jack Rua... And Blood Woman... For a Music Town event. Which oh, is brilliant. Be broadcast... On Saturday night at 8pm. Um, again, that's another... I think it's a tenner for a ticket... Um. there's also, uh, yeah, Denise Schroeder God knows Marley and all friends as part of the National Concert Hall Imagining Ireland series on Sunday. And um, yeah, I think after a bit of fatigue with some of the live stream stuff, I've seen a couple of really nice ones and one which I'll talk about in a bit because it's one of the songs of the week this week. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll get to that. Um, cool. But yeah, it's good to see. I think and it's nice that people are, you know, I've, I've... I've, I've Given some money to some live events and live streams yeah. around and it's nice I think it's nice just a nice feeling to be able to support people
2: it is I, I think so too I think it's important to do it if you can absolutely okay we're going to talk uh, album of the week our album of the week
3: this week is from Sufian Stevens it is called The Ascension first album five years and the eighth overall let's play a bit of a track called Tell Me You Love Me now and we'll come back and discuss the origins of the album
1: Feel the darkness. On
3: Right, that was Sufjan Stevens. The album is called The Ascension. Um, a bit of a background, I guess, to this album. Um, it's <clears throat> much more... Synth and drum machine driven And then previous releases From Sylvain Although he did have A instrumental album Earlier this year That kind of Might lead to some Of this kind of music Uh, He told The Quietus um, Around The Ascension In an interview And there are no stories No characters Nothing representational No metaphor No self-mythology I like the messages Uh, I feel like the messages must be clear, coherent, almost editorial. He described this as his lush editorial pop album. Um, And I guess for context, what has he been doing in the last couple of years? We had um, the last album that really was a big release for him was uh, Carrie and Lowell and an album about his uh, uh, mother and uh, partner. And then... I guess the other thing about that, like he's been releasing on Asthmatic Kitty for a long long time, the label, independent label, and that label is co-run by uh, Lowell, right? Isn't that who this is? Yeah. Oh, yes. His his, uh, stepdad. So um, there's quite a lot going on in terms of like personal stuff there with with that album. I think this album feels to be a very different um, (laughs) release compared to that kind of thing like i said lush editorial pop album a lot of the reasons why it forms drum machines and synths was that he had to move out of his studio in brooklyn i think it was and a lot of the uh, instruments went into storage and as they were in storage he was playing a lot with drum machines and synths that he had instead so this is maybe why the last couple of things we've heard from sufian have been this kind of vibe um Andrea, anything you'd like to add about Sufjan as a uh, as an Uber fan?
2: Um, yeah, I think Su- Sufjan is one of those artists who I tend to place a lot of trust in him, and if I don't if I don't quite get something right away, I'm sort of I'm sort of okay with it. Like I remember with Age of Ads, which was um, another sort of electronically driven album um and was a little bit more detached lyrically than the likes of um like uh come Come on feel the illinois or carrion lowell um it took me a while to kind of come around to that because i had been used to a certain thing with sofian but i think i i trust him so much that um i i sort of trust that i i will come around to something do you know that kind of way um this album I don't know if I agree with what he says there uh what he said to the quietest there that it's not that it's not a personal album that there aren't any characters I I, I think, think this, he's the character Yeah I mean I I I find this to be quite the, like in itself quite a character study um from 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 one end of the album to another there's definitely a journey and he he is an artist who tends to make um conceptual pieces like he's it's kind of his thing um, and i i think that this is i mean it, it mightn't be on 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 first listen as conceptual as you might that as as it actually is, I think. That's my own interpretation of it, but I I think it is actually quite a conceptual album about faith and loss and America and politics and how all of those things kind of intertwine within um, the kind of complex contradictions that come with being an American Christian who is not aligned with how American Christianity is kind of playing out at the moment. Um, if that makes sense, I think that's a fair statement.
3: Um, yeah, it seems like the, for me here, the character is himself and uh, how he is reacting to what's going on around him. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, it's quite, as you would expect, maybe not really exactly, but he's done it before with previous albums like Seven Swans. There's been a lot of, you know, religious imagery, religious phrasing, um, a lot of, like he ha- i think what he see what he say what he when he's saying it's an editorial lush editorial pop I mean his lyrics are more direct than mm. they've ever been before and he says um every song title on the album is a cliche I decided to embrace catchphrases and cliches and figures of speech instead of being benign platitudes I felt like they could speak for deeper wisdoms and act as beacons that we work through all these issues there have been a lot of Loss of trust in institutions, and governments and society and corporations. All of that has been called to question. I felt like I couldn't really speak for all these issues objectively or abstractively or on a macro level. So I decided to just start writing a declarative statements, keeping it really, really simple. Mm. So that does kind of make sense why. But I think musically here, there's a lot going on. I found this a bit of an Everest this week. I was, this is my Everest. I was like trying to listen to this all week and I just, and I don't know if I was ever in the mood for it, but I just find it hard, I found it quite exhausting and quite expansive and difficult to burn myself into it. It is 80 minutes long, hmm. um, which is quite long. It is uh, 15 songs in total. A lot of very busy um, electronic um, instrumentation and arrangements. It's kind of, if you were to uh, succinctly uh, sum up the sound of this album, I would say it's kind of electronic orchestral hymns. It's kind of has mm. that vibe to it. Um, it's it changes between songs. It goes from quite industrial uh, beats to you know quite soaring kind of gospel uh, choir vocals. Um, in many ways, it does. It is like it is analogous to uh, the age of ads because it's has it's quite large and grandiose in lots of ways but i think musically it's 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 much or lyrically it's much more uh, personal mm. here and um, yeah I, do, I did i don't know i don't i actually don't know how i feel about this whole thing i just i found it quite hard to listen to all the way through and maybe that's because um, I've been having a up and down week myself and Mm. one of these songs Ativan is uh, about uh, Ativan is a drug for the treatment of anxiety and insomnia and I was like um, this song is <laughs> quite anxious itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like,
3: yeah. There's a lot of those kind of like, ooh, yeah. It's not very. It it's not very. You know, a lot of a lot of um, Sufjan's music can be quite soothing, uh, even though it's addressing quite big topics and or um, you know uh, difficult topics. Um, mm. And there's very few of those moments here where you're really like, I'd say, um, what song is it? Um, the Ascension, the title track itself, um, it's more kind of traditional and it kind mm. of is feels like a traditional Sufian song. And I think for that it is very beneficial. Um it's something I get out of it. I get it. then there's a lot of songs here that kind of seem there's a couple of songs here that reference Lamentations is an interesting one. It's like mm. that's Mad World by Gary Jules, right? Like that that's what that melody is oh it's right? that, that intention that, that's so close that it's just that's like, not
2: something that i picked up on actually Right. um but now that you mention it and i'm thinking of how it goes i can probably hear that
3: yeah because it's is quite similar to gary jules and the way that he sings it as well mm. <laughs> yeah um i just yeah there's a few of those kind of moments where i was like is this supposed to be like this is he supposed to reference this song uh, although one of the references i don't think uh Sufam would be going for but uh Um, which one is it oh goodbye to all that um, which is a song named after Joan Didion's 1967 essay about leaving New York is melodically very similar to a very surprising song which is a a codeline song called In a Perfect World (laughs) <laughs> so
2: those I kind of things can, I would not expect. We can probably let Sufyan away from that one. I yeah, imagine. So. I think he the other hasn't one maybe, heard the code line song. No, yeah.
3: but it, it was just like, oh, that's the same melody as the chorus of that code line song. That's always on yeah. the, uh, reality TV or like pop idol songs.
2: Yeah. Um. So I I think like, like yourself, I did find this a difficult listen. Um. At times throughout the week because, just because of. You know, gestures broadly at the world and at self. Maybe I, I didn't need music that would heighten my my anxiety. But I think that there's absolutely a space for for that kind of for that kind of music if you are in the right headspace. So, I mean, I I went out this morning for a run with this album because I just wanted to kind of listen to it in a different context outside of my bedroom and just like out amongst the, the world and the people and the dogs and yeah, some something in it actually clicked with me this morning that, that hadn't just yet. Um, that like, there was, there was a few songs on it that I did ke- keep going back to throughout the week that, that I really like. Um, let, let me see which ones they are. I have them written down here now somewhere. Um, but I mean the, I, th- I I think I mean, like I was saying at, at the beginning of our chat about the album, I think that e- even though I found it difficult to listen to during the week, I never really lost that trust in him because I I know that these are great songs, but I also know that they're coming from a place of like quite serious existential um, anguish, I suppose. And that's never really going to be a an easy listen. I mean, we've known Sufiane as a believer and as a Christian in his previous work. Um, and I think that uh, uh, what what he has done before with his Christianity is kind of celebrate it in a way that is accessible for people who aren't um, religious, but also likens it to love and to nature and to things that are, that are actually kind of universal. Um, but I think, On on this album, we're we're actually being given insight into the work that's involved um, with being a believer or 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 a Christian or, or a religious person. Like how how does one make sense of a religion and a God that has in America been co opted by? a faction of politics that spreads hate and exclusion um, and that's a, a historical thing as well and I mean that's something that I think he's grappling with now and it seems like he's, there are moments on this album where I think that he's actually turning to a, a, a kind of an individualism which is surprising. Um, I mean like he's, it's some of the lyrics on, on, on Tell Me You Love Me. Um, my love, I've lost my faith in everything. Tell me you love me anyway. Um, and it, it, it is really quite heavy, but I think, I think the directness in the lyrics really helped me to, to understand that a bit more because I'm not a religious person. I don't, I don't go, go in for all of that. I, I can kind of take, take what he's saying. Um, like, because they're slightly cliche, um, it's, it's helping me to understand his his viewpoint from f- from a place where I can understand it. Do you know what I mean? Does, does that make sense? Um, and I think that, I mean, he is direct and open about his doubts. And I think that there are moments on the album where he comes back around again, um, and it is really dizzying. It's, ki- it's kind of like you're sitting with somebody who's having a, a deep crisis of self and a deep crisis of belief. Um, and just trying to get it out and i think while it's while it's sometimes difficult i think it is at times so so rewarding um like that that song i mentioned there tell me you love me there's there's a point towards the end of the song before the outro where the lyrics shift to i'm going to love you anyway and just like the music swells and all of these um, all of this amazing kind of vocal harmonies come in. And it's it is genuinely such a moving moment um, of, of hope on an album that is kind of not really that hopeful. Um, and, and I loved that. And I, I, I think like, like you said, the, uh, the, the ascension, which is, I think, by by a country mile, the best song on the album. Like yeah, I think it's it's so beautiful and so heartbreaking. Like those those lyrics, um, now it strikes me far too late again that I was asking far too much of everyone around me. Um, that I should answer for myself as the that I should answer for myself as the ascension falls upon me. And I think that that shift to individualism is it's completely understandable from his viewpoint. Um so I think that that shift to individualism is understandable from a person, f- from a viewpoint of like, he's he's never really come out and said like, I am a Catholic or I am a this. He's just, I, I, I think he takes learnings and teachings from a lot of different aspects of Christianity and a lot of different aspects of different religions. And I think here in, in the Ascension, he's just sort of Turning a bit inwards and searching and trying to find what his own philosophy and what his own theology is, and I think he does it so so well. Um, and it's it, it's a beautiful melody. It's definitely the most Sufian song on the album, um, and I I found it really, I I found it really comforting. And I mean, especially at a time when. All we can kind of do is is like we we have this kind of weighty sense of individualism on our own actions now. Like we can, yes, we can worry about the pandemic in a in a broad sense, but the only thing we really have control over is uh, w- what our actions are and what we are doing. And I think while Sofiane is 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 is, co- is coming at that idea from a completely different angle, um, it definitely feeds into that kind of um, idea that. It's not necessarily selfishness to look out for yourself, um, and I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I, I think that that um, that song is absolutely stunning, and there's there's a few on it that I do really really like. I love um, "Make Me an Offer I Cannot Refuse." the The opening track, um, I think it sets up the the album really well. Um, there's there's a lot of kind of despondent lyrics here as well. Like, uh, show me the face of all of my dreams. Was it all for nothing? Make me an offer. I cannot refuse. I move like the ghost of a hazardous demon. Like there is a lot of these kind of very religious, but kind of, um, um, unsettling imagery. Um, and I, think i'm kind of okay with that um i think when where, where the album kind of drags for me or not drags but where i find it difficult are the songs where i don't get to hear a lot of him and it's and it's very kind of drudgy heavy on the on the music side of things i think that yeah, his, it is quite heavy in a lot of ways it is very it downbeat. is and um,
3: it is quite busy as well and mm. Sometimes he, I feel like he's going a bit, I think one of the things here that like, when it gets a goodbye to all that, what's so noticeable is like, that lyric, obviously it's inspired by the Joan Didion essay, so here I am alone in my car and you're like, whoa, what's going on here? You're like, all of a sudden there's, he's painting a picture and a scene and you're like, mm-hmm. "Um, it just seems, feels so jarring compared to what's been going on because it's like, it's kind of like the old Sufjan, it's like. Here's a character, here's a study, here's a place, here's a thing, you're like, you know, crying yeah. in your car, crying in your van. Um, and here you is alone in the car. And you're like, all of a sudden you get a sense of place where everything about this album is um, internal and it's unmoored from a kind of location. And it doesn't really feel like, yeah, it doesn't really, it's it's more concerned with what's been happening within and and using mm. a lot of language, like, um you know, a lot of religious languages, especially, especially fill me with the blood of Jesus, clean my plate till he receives us, separate the colors from the black. Um, how do you find uh, the video game fits into this? I,
2: I I had a funny feeling that it would make a lot more sense to me in the context of the, of the album. And it really, really does. I, I, I get it now. I think. Yeah. Um, it's, it's relatively simple,
3: I think, compared to a lot of what's going on here, which is why it maybe jars me a bit. Mm. You know, it's like I, it's like a it's
2: almost like a bop. It's like a, as you feel yeah, you know, and it's like it's, this is strange. It's, it's a slight moment of like musical levity, but I think the the lyrics are just as um are just as critical of um of the kind of the outer world as as a lot of the rest of it is. Like I think yeah, it just it, it makes a lot more sense to me. It makes sense where it is on the album as well, because it is that kind of you know, we're looking at relatively surface level things like celebrity culture and idolizing, like creating idols out of humans. And while, while that is a very deep kind of religious uh, argument, it is also something that we can just, you know, open a open a magazine. Is that, is that an outdated reference? Do people still open celebrity magazines? <laughs> or we can just go on to our, our Instagram uh, recommended page and, you know, that, that kind of thing. And um, it's something that, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's relatable to all, you know, Um, and, but it's also in pure Sofyan style, um, relatable to people who have had um, religious crises in their lives as well. So, yeah, it's, I, I think it's, it's ultimately like quite a rewarding album. It's quite a complex album. I don't, I, I, I read a few, um i read a few reviews of it who say that you know the language is a lot more simple and direct and i don't i don't really buy that i actually think that the the lyrics in this the lyrics in this are the best thing about it and it's i mean I, I don't think Sophia Stevens is ever simple and direct. Like there's always so many layers to what it is that he's saying. He doesn't use a word here that is um, that's by mistake or by accident. Um, And I think that there's, there's really a lot to, to delve into with these lyrics. If you can, if you can get it at a time when you're kind of existentially feeling okay it's a it's an amazing album to listen to from start to finish and i mean the the reward you get at the end with ascension and america and i mean yeah we haven't even talked about america which is the the 12 12 minute and 30 second um album closer which is just it it's it's such a journey in itself, you know it's a journey within a journey and I think it's it's the perfect closer for this album um i I do think that it is long um but i don't I don't mind that I don't mind it at all there there are probably some songs I take <coughs> off it, but it's lovely, d-
3: it's, you have to put some work into this one for sure yeah for i mean line. i yeah, you're I, I don't think s- to do so
2: yeah I don't think sofiaance Stevens like should be concerned with making like tight ten track albums for consumption kind of thing. I think he just he just doesn't make that kind of music. He Yeah makes but he a did suggest
3: that's kind of what he was doing in advance of this one. As if like you know Yeah but kind of in that.
2: his own special way. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's an so, eighty
3: minute long album and you are like the best song is like 65 minutes in.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't mind that though. I th- I feel there's a sense of reward when you get to it. It's like oh you've you've listened this far Here's here's a little treat for you. Here's a song that sounds like one of my oldies. You know, um, yeah. what do you think of the? Do do you hear the Ariana Grande influence here? <laughs> or?
3: No, I think that was uh, just uh, it was quickly deleted because it was obviously <laughs> not correct. No. Uh, I don't know where that came from, and that was I'm going to blame Gorilla vs Bear for that one.
2: Yeah. So, uh, d- oh, another thing about this album is that I I do sort of miss. Um, having some um more foregrounded female backing vocals or duet sounding vocals uh on this because that's something that i definitely associate with his sound um and i think that he he uses that to bring really interesting and new perspectives to a song um and i i did miss that a little bit because this is very much just sufyan kind of yeah pitching it definitely feels like
3: he made this on his own without like almost anyone hearing it for yeah until it was finished um, yeah. and perhaps that's true um, mm. he's that kind of artist that could do that mm. um, but yeah certainly a, a as with all Sufjan albums another to explore and spend time with and um, get what you want out of it if you want to put the time in yeah um, I don't think I'll be going back to this so soon because I've spent a lot of time with it this week. Um, mm. But maybe in a, in a while, I'll I'll come back to it. There's a lot to listen to this week. A lot to listen to. Um, True. I will so have do to,
2: you, uh, at this point in time, do you like this album?
3: I honestly don't know if I can answer that question. And that's why I think I struggled with it all week because I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know mm. if I like this. I don't know if I'm enjoying this. I don't know... And that's why I found it quite a tough one this week. Mm. Sometimes I'm not in the mood for these did things. You you feel, like, you feel like you have to formulate a, 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 an end opinion and I don't mm. feel like I have one here yet.
2: I feel like we landed similarly um, on the Tom York album, Anima, that I, I, I absolutely adored, but it was so hard going that we we both found it really, really difficult to listen to. But I think we just landed sad, D- differently on it like after the fact yeah Is I sometimes your... need
3: maybe I just need a few more weeks with, mm. with or more listens and more spaced out listens and I think that's fair I mean the nature of, of reviewing an album I think you know even if you've had it for two weeks sometimes you're just not quite ready to um, yeah. give a full report on it and yeah. I think that's okay so I
2: think so too Yeah.
3: okay let's play a bit of The Ascension why not
2: glorious <laughs> it's
1: The prophecy fell back for once you're
3: Right, that was Sufjan Stevens' uh, album. It's called The Ascension. That was the title song from it. That was our album of the week this week. As I mentioned, uh, other albums out this week include Idols, uh, Pillow Queens, which we reviewed last week. Um, And anyone who joined our Patreon this week would also have got an exclusive... Exclusively listen to uh, Child of Prague from the album uh, A Day in Advance. And um, just uh, a little extra bonus for you there. Um, so we'll be doing more of those kind of things soon. Um, So yeah, uh, patreon.com forward slash 909. I appreciate all your support. Um, And Keen Kavanaugh also has uh, Dog Person, <laughs> which I, I love the title of, um, out this week. Uh, full length on Softboy Records as well. There's also new albums from... Uh, sylvan esso and many many more i think uh next week we have the likes of and murphy uh releasing an album Um, i think that's the main one i've I've, I've actually listened to that one and <clears throat> i've been enjoying it so far so uh look loads as we were just saying there there's a lot of things going on public enemy had a new album out this week so there you go it's all happening. mental week mental week. all happening Right, it's time for songs of the week. Our first song this week is from Soda Blonde. It is called Love Me World.
0: Virtue wall connection is not appealing. Will you be my hope love? And when it gets too tough, I'll give you away. Be the fullest. Baby
3: Okay, uh, that was Soda Blonde. Song is called "Love Me World." Um, they are one of the bands who did a uh, live stream gig this week. Actually, I did tune in and watch it. I don't know where it was from, but I was very impressed. It was, it was, it was like it looked like a a workman's kind of vibe, but like a fancy workman's place. A uh, bit more. It was like somewhere on the keys. It looked to something like that, like a fancy hotel almost. Maybe it was. One of those places, I don't know, but uh, very good. Uh, it was obviously a pre-record, but it looked really good, and um it was. and They played like eight songs, including this. It was kind of a launch for this song, um which probably means to kind of go back and listen to their isolation content EP and the first few things they've uh, released. Obviously, sold blonde uh, are four of the five members of Little Green Cars, um, and came back under this new name uh, late last year, uh, referencing the likes of Fleetwood Mac and things of that ilk um, in their sound. And uh, I really like this song a lot. I think it's 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 got that lovely hook. It's got that lovely... Um, yeah, it's very memorable. I found myself singing this this week. Uh, and I also must say the live show was very impressive. And uh, Faye, the singer, um, wearing a big red um plastic dress in it looked brilliant as well so you know they're doing great things
2: that's good i i don't i don't know this band that much i know like i know kind of their their history and how they formed and stuff but um i think this might be like probably one of the only songs i've listened to of theirs and i really really like it um it's it's kind of a little bit 80s at times um which i like yeah i'm definitely going to be Listening to more of this band, is there a is there an album?
3: Um, there's one forthcoming, which will be out next year, I believe. And um, okay, yeah, there's an EP and a few singles as well. So cool. About I'm gonna seven, become a fan maybe? before then. Yeah, I would urge you, yeah, go and listen to the isolation EP. I think it's uh, there's some really good stuff on it. There's a couple of really good songs on it, in particular. Um, cool. yeah That's really good. Um, so our next track is uh, another album that was out this week from Free Foxes, mm. as um they they must be. They, you must chime well with uh, with, uh, Flea Foxes considering the album Shore was released on the autumn equinox and it is yeah. dry season, it is uh, autumn season so um, I feel like this is your kind of vibe uh, This is uh, the opening track from the album Shore called Wading in Waste High Water Summer. That was the opening track from Fleet Foxes' album. Sure, I obviously it doesn't have Robin hold re- singing that song. It is a uh, uh, Wade Akir who sings on that one. That's the um, opening track but a nice setting scene for a very autumnal album. Uh, Fleet Foxes are a very autumnal band and like you are just saying there, you turn on the heat this week.
2: Yeah, I put we put on the heat yesterday. Yeah. Because it was so funny er because earlier in the day I was like, "Okay, guys, to to my housemates, I was like, place bets now. What date is the heat going on for the first time? And then like cut to three or four hours later, we were like, it's today. We're doing it today. We're putting on the heat today. (laughs) It is freezing. You planted Um, the seed. Yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah, no, you're dead right about the Fleet Foxes autumnal vibe thing. I I do really, really like this band. I've I've never gone like full in on them, but I I used to listen to them a lot. So when when I saw this album was released this week, I I was very excited by that. I haven't listened to the album yet. I've only listened to this song um, just because I've been so like trying to get my head around Sufjan. I was like, I don't need to introduce another thing (laughs) this week. So I'll probably listen to this like over the weekend and stuff maybe go for like a nice walk with it but I really like what I hear so far with this I, th- I think it's kind of brave to do an opening track without your lead singer um, yeah well
3: it does lead into the uh, the next song which uh, Robin is on mm. um and I've had a I, I haven't heard the whole thing I don't think but I've heard a good lot of it it's it's very nice it's very autumnal it? it's very like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to light the fire and uh, early around. <laughs> I, I, I booked a chimney sweep for my house this week. That's where <gasps> oh I'm at. Oh my gosh.
2: I love it. Uh, That's so nice.
3: There, It's a busy season for the chimney sweeps. They, they can't come for another two weeks.
2: I don't have a chimney. I wish I had a chimney.
3: Yeah, I might be putting on the heat today as well myself. <laughs> I, lo- I like a
2: chimney sweep. Um, but yeah, I am really excited to listen to this album. I think the, the first track off it there... Um, bodes bodes well. A nice album to go for a walk with, I imagine. Um, Just good vibes. It's a nice little, you know, I think a lot of people are finding it hard that, you know, yet another season is changing and we're still in this weird timeline. Um, But it is really nice at this time of year to lean in to folk music. (laughs) Get very I, Yeah, I I find it helps. Uh, light a candle, put up your Halloween decorations. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: this is Fleet Fox's first album since 2017's Crack Up. Um, I think because quarantine and lockdown happened, actually, it... Forced um, the man to kind of finish it. Really, um, fifteen songs, fifty-five minutes recorded between Hudson, New York, Paris, Los Angeles, Long Island, and New York City itself, from September 2018 to September 2020. So he just really finished it. Um, uh, Grizzly Bears, Chris Bears involved, Hamilton Lighthouser, Kevin Morby's on this no, as well. What? what? Yeah. Are you and serious? Yes, I'm, I'm not lying. This is like oh, this is why I'm like, it's it's made for you. Oh. And a sample of Brian Wilson is on it as well. So.
2: What? Uh, (laughs) Oh my God.
3: There's lots of things. Oh, Hamilton (gasps) Lighthizer and his family are on it. That's who it is on it.
2: (laughs) Oh, this is great news. Oh my God. This is fantastic. Okay, great. That's my weekend sorted. Yeah. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs)
3: There you go. There I'm beaming
2: <laughs> Another reason to be cheerful Yeah <laughs>
3: um, Very good That is uh, Fleet Foxes And sure uh, That song is called Waiting in Waist High Water Now it's time for the return of seamat It is I Wanna Be a Cowboy Baby there's any artist this year uh, in Ireland that has done great things for herself um, and uh, appear on the scene, I think C uh, among the likes of Denise Chyla, um and the Mary Wallopers are uh, <clears throat> prime names for who have like really made an impact this year. Um, mm. C formerly of the band Bad Sea, now back as a solo artist. Uh, is this a song that you love? Is this yes. the one? Yeah, yeah, I thought so.
2: Okay. Yeah, I I mentioned the song. I, I think when um another day KFC came out, I had mentioned that there was also this song, and I think at that point it was already removed from YouTube. But this was a song that I like. She, I think she used to write and record in a yoga studio. Um, so I think she'd spend like the first half of her booking writing the song and then the second half recording it and she she put this one up and I, I love this song I love 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 the lyrics in it it's it's definitely um it's definitely like somewhat different to the ones we've, that she's put out so far but it still has that that humor that just leads into that absolute devastation like I mean I can't think of anything like more sad yet more funny than the lyric always the cowboy never the cow like that's but it's uh, like it's so heart-wrenching but oh, it's so funny at the same time like she's really really just clicked in to her sound and her voice as well um and I Again, like with the other two tracks she's put out, this is how I imagined it sounding like she I think the songwriting itself is so good that even when you listen to her do that acoustic version, having never heard what the full production is going to sound like, you kind of. Like she she gets across what she wants with it, and I think that this sounds really really fantastic. Um, I love it. I think it's great. Like Mat, like I, I'm a broken record with cmat Like I I think she's she's one of uh, Ireland's most interesting artists. Um, yeah, we'll get her c- on the podcast to
3: speak for herself sometime soon.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's very funny, very open, um, and very 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 talented girl. Yeah, she's great she's good. woman. Sorry, woman. Also, girl. a
3: really uh, a good song. I mean, a song that is inspired by a vine um, is pretty good. So, you know.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this song is inspired by a vine of a man in a playground who just wants to be the cowboy. So if, if you look up, I want to be a cowboy. I'll play, play the audio here. Actually. Oh, you have it? I oh, fantastic. want to be a cowboy, baby. <laughs> I want to be a
0: cowboy, baby. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Uh, inspired by six seconds of uh, something like that, so yeah, Brilliant. that's a really good outcome. I mean, you see, you can get inspiration from anywhere, these anywhere so, at all. Why not even a vine? And and speaking of uh, social media um, platforms, our final song of the week is uh, a, a band called Magdalena Bay, who um, I discovered on TikTok.
2: <laughs> Nile.
3: Yeah, I know, right? Um, Do you have TikTok? I do have TikTok because I have to be down with the kids and see what's going on. But uh, this came up actually. Uh, it was a gorilla versus bear feature. I did it Bay a lot, and they had a really interesting little like video. Uh, really well put together about copyright infringement and sync mm. licensing and stuff like that, and uh, composition versus recording.
0: Hi, I'm in a band called Magdalena Bay, and last week a brand named used one of our songs for an Instagram ad without our permission. That's illegal. So today we're going to talk about something called sync licensing.
3: I just thought it was cool, and then I went and listened to the songs, and I was like. This is fun. I like this. This is just something, you know, something brand new. They're in LA Duo. Uh, let me just play this song first, the most recent one. This is called Wow. wow. Anyway, Magdalena Bay basically um, are Mika Tenenbaum and Matthew Lewin and L.A.G.O. Uh, what I like about them is basically like a more indie Charlie XCX kind of vibe. Uh, a really fun TikTok account if you're looking for how musicians should to do TikToks um, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, but also some really bright and fun DIY kind of pop videos as well. Music videos and to be honest it was a bit of a brightness this week just to see something like this and be like ah, somebody's having fun. And uh, I enjoyed uh, the vibe that they were putting across in both their TikToks and their music, and I appreciate it very much. So, yeah, look, sometimes you just need a a bit of a silly, fun uh, indie pop lift, and that's what they provided. Magdalena uh, Bay is the name of the band, and that song is called Wow.
1: Wow. Wow!
3: So, what else has been going on with you? What's been? Uh, what have you? Have you been reading any books or watching anything um, yeah. of interest this week?
2: I have been reading some books. Um, I read the new Catelyn Moran book, which is called. Um, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> it's not how to be a woman. It's not how to build a girl. I'll find it now, uh, but it's basically. Um, so, Kalamaran uh, brought out a book called How to Be a Woman, and it was a lot of, I think, white women and white girls' first introduction to feminism. about a decade ago or so and this is this is the follow-up um in which she is kind of talking about feminism from the point of view of uh middle age and it's really good I reviewed it I think the review is going to be out in the business post this Sunday if you're interested in it um but I I really enjoyed it um Catlin Moran has been um she is a bit contentious in feminist circles. I don't agree with everything she does. I don't believe it. I don't agree with everything she says and she's had some kind of slip-ups in the past. Um but I think I think she probably tries her best. Um and she is very very funny and I do, I I I do quite like her. Um please don't come at me if um if 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 you don't because I I don't have the energy to argue. Um but <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's an interesting book. Um I also read uh, Jane Fonda has a book out about um climate change and uh how she so she basically she read Greta Thunberg's um or no rather she she saw what Greta Thunberg was doing with um her her climate strikes and all of the activism that she was doing and uh Jane Fonda who was like Living and working in L.A. at the time was like, okay. I'm going to actually move to Washington, D.C. And every Friday I'm going to do a thing called Fire Drill Fridays where I, me and my friends and different activists and things um, take part in some um, civil disobedience and get arrested and to try to try and um, draw attention to the climate crisis. And the book's really good, actually. It's, It's about like why she did that. There's a bit of her history of being a. Being a a very kind of political, a a, a political activist as well. Like I mean, going back to like the Hanoi Jane thing in in the seventies, and um, then also crucially for 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 the book, it, it it breaks down the Green New Deal into really accessible understandable um actions that need to be taken and it has a lot of input and essays from um climate activists and scientists and and things like that so I really really recommend it actually it's great I know like like it, it is a celebrity book and that but I think she, she she's good at just like getting things across in quite a simple way and if you like Jane Fonda you'll like her voice in this book um so yeah recommend that and don't think I've read anything else actually um those are the two that I was reading but so I watched I watched Ghost um I re-watched Ghost um which is I think just one of my favorite films ever I absolutely love Ghost um and I think like have you seen it now uh yeah not for a long time I think like no matter how many times I watch it because that that was a a film I would have watched a lot with my mom when I was younger um no matter how many times I watch it, I like you. Just really do forget how funny Whoopi Goldberg is, in it like it is. It's completely her film. Like she's so so funny. So I really enjoyed that. Watched that on Wednesday when we put up the the Christmas or the the, the Halloween decorations rather. And um, then last night, uh, continuing on the films that I watched as a child that weren't films for children, but I loved anyway. Uh, I watched Speed. With Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Um, and it's genuinely like just one of my favourite films. And I I'd just forgotten how good it is. It's good It's fun, so good. Isn't it? It's good fun. It's such good fun. And like all of uh, everyone's having so much fun in it. Like what's what's your man's name who plays the villain in it? I can't remember his name. Um he's like he's like the bomber guy. He's like, put the yeah, bomber like, who's bus the in, in speed. Oh, he's so good. He's such a good villain. Um, and yeah, <laughs> Dennis Hopper, so good. Um, yeah, the thing that I'd forgotten that is so good in it is the music in it is so so good. And I was watching it, and I was like, if if I close my eyes, and if, or rather, if somebody played this theme in a quiz. And was like, identify what this is from. I would have 100% said it was from the 1990s PlayStation game Time Crisis. Because it's just, it's really, it's that level of like corniness and cheesiness. And it's like, it's like just cops doing cop things. And oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. Keanu Reeves is a baby in it as well. He's an absolute baby. Uh, so so Sandra Bullock, actually. Um, but I mean, like, look, if you haven't seen Speed in a really long time, it, it is just as good as you remember it. it's just as fun as you remember it. it's great. Uh, so tonight's film is Twister uh, which is another film that I watched a lot as a kid and like you know just taped off the taped off the TV and I think yeah I think that the I've the never films... seen Twister so I might. I might yeah Niall watch it before next week's podcast and we'll talk about it next week because you will love Twister. I, I When I was texting you last night I said that Twister is basically speed but instead of a bust there's a tornado Um, and that's that's basically what it is. It's fantastic. It's absolutely brilliant. So that's tonight. And then, yeah, i have to think of more, more of those kind of things for over the weekend because we're not quite into spooky season yet. I can't be watching my horror films until October. I no,
3: think. get all the fun stuff out of the way first. Yeah,
2: yeah. And then yeah. it's like eight Purge films in a row. Um, <laughs> 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 just all the Kubricks. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm so excited for October. <laughs> Well, my fat
3: mate, my housemate is trying to get me to watch the original TV show, well, The Shining the 1995 uh TV version of The Shining. Oh
2: yeah, you should absolutely watch that. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. We oh, have, yeah. 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 That's brilliant. That's the one that Stephen King likes cuz um well, like King liked the Kubrick one, but he just said it wasn't his book, which is fair, I think. Um, but uh, have you read The Shining? No, I haven't actually. It's it's great. It's like it's really great. It's very, very good. Um, but it, it is different to the Kubrick film. Um, but it, it's more like the TV show. Definitely. Um, I think he might have been involved, was he? Or he might have been. Um, yeah, I feel like he was. Consulted or something on it. Yeah. Consulted, not insulted for once. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So. I love King though. He's great. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that's, that's all my stuff. Oh, oh no. Sorry. I've, I've an, I've an album. I've been listening to. You made um, an album. did. <laughs> Big news guys. <laughs> My electronic country album uh, is coming out soon. No, um I've been listening to do you know do you know the film Submarine that Richard Ayoade um adapted and directed. Yeah, you love directed? this film. Yeah, yeah. I lo- I love that film. I know it because you love it. Yeah. So um Alex Turner from the Arctic Monkeys did the the soundtrack for it and he's got I think five original songs on it and I always forget that they exist, and then I remember, and then I listen to it like over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, I've been listening to the the soundtrack for that film, which are those five songs from Alex Turner. And like, if if, if anyone out there likes the Arctic Monkeys and The Last Shadow Puppets and that, and ha- hasn't listened to those songs, like absolutely get on it because I think they're they're really really fantastic songs. Um, and this week, whenever I needed a little break from Sufjan, I'd I throw those on. Um, they're really great. So yeah, that's that, those are all my recommendations. I think yeah,
3: very good. Uh, I watched the Social Dilemma, um, mm-hmm. that film that's on Netflix about how bad uh, social media is for you. I that's watched that too. It's good. It's interesting. To watch yeah. I know most of it. I'm, I'm not sure if I like this style of it, but um, it was interesting because it has the yeah. whole. Uh, it 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 kind of dramatizes some of the ideas in it in an interesting way uh, with the I, guy from I Mad really, Men.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I really liked that whole thing. Like, it could have it could have really pissed me off. Um, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's basically like they're try they're they're explaining through a dramatization how algorithms recommend um, adverts to you in in your social media. So they have like three little guys in a computer and they're like, oh, he's... He he just arrived at school. Let's send him a notification, and then they send off a notification, and it's all very like minority report, uh, like big screens and moving things around. It's super super cheesy, but it is Pete. Is it Pete? Is that his name in yeah, Mad Yeah, uh,
3: I don't know what his real name is. My
2: name? Yeah, I must find it. Yeah, I don't know his real name, but it's it's that guy from Mad Men, and he's playing like all three of them, and it's actually really funny, and really charming. I Vincent Carteiser. Vincent Cartiser, there you go. I really like him. He's a great actor. But um yeah, like when when I first saw it when that first happened, I was like, "Oh god. Oh no, I'm going to hate this." And then actually I just leaned into it and I was like, oh, "I quite like it actually." It's <laughs> yeah, good. It's super um, corny. Uh
3: I well, I haven't done it yet, but um there's talk of maybe trying to finish the entire um Sopranos in Uh, This weekend (laughs) I don't know How much do you have left? I basically have 24 hours left Of of Sopranos Like 24 episodes Mate that's Um, so doable I know it is and it isn't but like That's it's a so lot of, it's a big commitment I'd love I'd actually love to get to the end because I've literally been watching this panel since April first week in April or something like yeah. that um, like not every week but not every day or anything like that but
2: it'd be a nice way to close off the summer like because it's something <laughs> that you you started at the beginning of summer you can end it now and then move on yeah. to anything do you know what
3: yeah. I really want to watch again Um Fargo the TV show um, oh three yeah three seasons because the fourth season's coming back and I'd really love to is watch it? the first three yeah the fourth season's coming soon Um and I just the, I really, really like The serial aspect Bargo. of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it's better than it had any right to be. Uh, other than that, I've been um, uh, listening to the Tape Notes podcast, which is kind of like a, um, a UK John Kennedy presenter, talks to artists and producers, about suppose. An album that they worked on, the ones I listened to, were Georgia um, and Caribou, both very interesting. You get a lot of background details into how somebody... Uh, makes an album how those artists make an album how the with certainly with the Georgian one and Mark Ralph it's more about you know she's bringing music to him and what they what the role of producer is in that kind of modern context I found that quite interesting um and yeah I've been listening to a lot of that this week so uh I would recommend that Uh, there's quite a lot of people involved and and uh things episodes of that to listen to so uh I would recommend it yeah that's that's cool. mainly me this week, I think Me too Nothing major otherwise And just listen to the Salt album a lot Listen to the Salt album, S-A-U-L-T um, Untitled Rise is the second one So, I <laughs> seen as the copy of the album <laughs> arrived during the podcast I actually did buy the second one last Friday So apparently I'll get it before Christmas So, there we go Quicker Don't than think. Jay Paul anyway 15 uh, months
2: uh, But we got I'd it I'd
3: we got it. No, we I didn't. Played it. You got oh, it. Are you? It's it's there for you.
2: It's there. It's for there you. for me. Yeah. It's here. It's in the country at least. So.
3: Will they post it out to you?
2: I don't know. I might ask. Yeah, I think I will. <laughs> oh
3: God. <coughs> okay. Thank you, Andrea.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Niall. Thank you, Podcast listeners. Podcast one
3: oh six recorded for the first time in before. Um, lunchtime, Which is maybe the first time We've ever done this Yeah um, <coughs> I, What are you going to have For your lunch now? What am I going to have For my lunch? Um, I'm going to have So there's this thing Called uh, A black bean rayu. Have you had the uh, The brand um, Katie Sanderson does it um, No Don't think so She does these peanut rayus, And uh, what are they called? What is the actual brand called? Masu Yeah White masu uh, Well she's doing A black bean Chilli one and it goes fantastic on eggs and I love condiments. Yummy. Big fan of condiments. Me too. I go for them. Uh, that on eggs is uh, is my jam. So uh, Excellent.
2: Yeah. I'm going to have a Lidl focaccia and I'm very excited about it.
3: Very good. Very and good. maybe more, more Brack. <laughs> more barn Brack. You Clean. lean into your autum- aut- autumnal vibes.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm in. I'm fully in.
3: You're going to just turn into leaves soon. Yes.
2: Yes. It is me, a pile of leaves.
3: (laughs) Okay. Andrea, thanks very much. Um, We'll talk to you next week. Uh, We're going to finish. Why not? We finished with CMAT, and I want to be a cowboy baby. Talk to you next week.
1: Bye bye. No! So-